And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. Good afternoon, Morris. The Wedge. From Chicago, 2014. Wow. You know, um, it's a kind of a misty, rainy day. I'd maybe a couple of gummy bears, a bag of Doritos, <laughs> and a couch. And you've got that good audio system, too. Oh, dear Lord. You know. Um, All right. So I'll see you, you at three. <laughs> bring it on, brother. <laughs> I got a fresh stack of limes. <laughs> we had a little gentleman's evening here uh, Thursday. Uh, it, it was probably considered late afternoon. It started at four. Okay. So uh, we had the team men over. We had Travis mm-hmm. and uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were missed, uh, frankly. But uh, I understand that raising young family and career-minded person Um no, plus I get I get you an hour every uh, you know weekend. So those guys, I don't want to monopolize their uh, their time. I I know, but th- they don't view it like that. Right, you are right, defi- right. you are definitely accretive to the transaction. Um, um well, I, I appreciate their uh, their affection, and I'm looking forward to seeing Travis and Chromie. Oh, yeah. I can wait because if I see Chromie on the bike, it's not going to be fun. So next time Chromie comes to your house, um. I'll be over there because I don't okay. want him dragging me around Westchester for four hours on the bike. Cause yeah. he's, uh, well, if you think it's tough following him, his wife, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ride with Jen tomorrow. And, oh, good. Uh, Enjoy oh, that. My God, she's just, yep. Uh, any, I've said this before, any of these women that show up to the male group rides, mm-hmm. I got to take my hat off to them because as, as you know, they just, they're hard, and the guys are mean. Mm-hmm. Can I can I name my favorite? I'll do her first name, and the guys that are listening know her. And she will not have me. She will not have a problem with me saying her name is Darcy, who has ridden gimbals, which we've talked about on this show. Gimbals is rugby on wheels and one of the nastiest rides in the country. And Darcy is there and will boss those guys around and drill the front. And she was nasty to me when I was new. And I can, I, she's a friend now, and she's like a 10 time national champion. She, she is. Okay. So, so, she's so. She's no joke. So, you ready? You sitting down? <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the beautiful beauty mm-hmm. of live television. Right. right? right. You never know you're going to go. So, back in the day when I could ride mm-hmm. competitively, we would be doing these gimbals. And uh, our two friends, the two M's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, kind of got off the front and we were uh, motoring down Bedford road. Right. And you could see him just up the road. And so there might've been 20 of us and uh, we're trying to chase him. And Darcy gets to the front and, you know, she's doing her thing. Like she's only going as hard as she wants mm-hmm, and she's bossing mm-hmm. it around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> I'm like, you know how I can be on a bike, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm basically uh, not so politely screaming, get off the front. I want to pull through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she goes off into this, do you know who I am? Rightfully so. <laughs> okay, pointing to the the Masters champion, right. yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, 
I don't care. <laughs> like, let's go get those guys. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's trying to tell me, you're never going to get them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know how it is when the mm-hmm, heartbreak goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, we're going down Bedford Road, and, and her mouth is still going. Mm-hmm. And she's telling me how it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just don't <laughs> react well. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of got through picket fence, and the thing slowed down. Uh, because people gave up the chase, right? Mm-hmm, so you yeah. know, you go past mm-hmm. picket fence, you make that right by the the country club, Tamarack Country mm-hmm. Club, and and so everyone's kind of sitting up, and she's still going at me, mm-hmm. and I look at her, and I'm like, "What a surprise! You have been divorced <laughs> three times." Oh. And and to her credit, <laughs> she's like, "No, it was just twice." <laughs> And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then uh, Joey Joey was like, "Enough." Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Right. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, I was going to say uh, there were there are two gals, and it's tough to name names because mm-hmm. uh, someone's always offended. But I'm a big fan of Nancy. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. And, and uh, she's a class the, act on the bike, and she um, comes and hangs and gibbles. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of her no, as well. No, and, uh, Another national champion. I, be, I was just going to say, I think she's yeah multiple-time right. national champion. And there was a gal who used to ride around here. Her name is Val. Okay. okay. I don't remember her. And uh, but I think before your time, she moved away. And I think she was like either a college or national level speed skater or sure. something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just remember on one Wednesday night ride, you know, and I got strung mm-hmm. out. And I'm kind of out in the wind, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in the pace line, and I just can't. She just <laughs> won't let me in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Box yeah. you out, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the good old days, huh? The good old days, yeah. But I was always a big fan of Darcy because I, her, and I had some running. We we jawed back and forth. Where she she kind of fancied herself the boss of the group. Where you know, same, similar to you, where she put out like the don't chase order, and I was like, no, we're going, we're going to chase. Um, yeah. And like, I think if you jawed back at her, she kind of respected you a little bit. Um, yeah. but we've always gotten along ever since then. Um, that's going back 10 to Well, years, you, know, you know, that's why you and I are so good together because people generally gravitate towards liking you and right. they generally <laughs> gravitate towards not liking me. Right. But as a, as a combination, it's powerful. Like Munger and Buffett. I saw mm-hmm. this thing, uh, Buffett said, uh, um, Charlie can hear and I can see, so we're a good combination. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those two are a good combination. Um, yeah. Charlie shot his mouth off again this week. He doesn't care anymore, huh? Where he can just oh, say I don't what he think he's cared for 60 years. Right. He doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's talking about how the, the he likes the Chinese system. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I think the way to approach that is, it's okay to say you like bits and pieces, but the problem is you don't get to pick and choose, right? Right. So you, exactly. you gotta. Um, before I forget, uh, one of uh, our devoted listeners and a neighbor who was a professor of economics mm-hmm. mentioned to me that in one of the podcasts, I think I got something wrong talking about defective GDP. Mm-hmm. And before, uh, you know, this being a long weekend and many of our listeners are going to be sitting down and doing their GDP forecasts for the final two quarters of the year, I, I wanted just to let you know that um, the the way to think about it is when inventories rise, that's an increase in GDP. And when inventories decrease, that's a decrease in GDP. And uh, the fellow gave me a really nice long explanation, which for a very brief period of time I grasped. And uh, once again, I coincidentally figured out, well, well, think of it this way. You're producing a car that increases mm-hmm. GDP, mm-hmm. right? And whether you sell it or not doesn't, doesn't matter. It's when you produce it. So um, I, I, this is not the first time things in economics have left me wanting. The, the, the first and foremost is this analysis of interest rates, and it's called the ISLM analysis. Okay. Feel free to Wikipedia the thing. Okay. I studied it in money and banking, and I never understood it. Uh, consequently, the gentleman C. Um, what I did learn in money and banking was uh, Gresham's Law, 
which bad money forces good money out of circulation. Okay. Other than that, I don't really remember much. Um, youngest daughter has a bachelor's degree in economics. And so when we sit together, when she patiently explains it to me, I can grasp it in my mind, but it's, uh, what's the word? Ephemeral. It doesn't yeah. stick around very okay. yep. long. And, uh, I have decided at this point, I'm not going to understand it. So, uh, it was nice to be considered an economist at some point, but, uh, I'm going to go back to the fact that I think I had, uh, three, I had three economics classes in, uh, university, I the econ 101 and then econ 300 and 301, which were macroeconomics and microeconomics. And, uh, We'll leave it at that. Um, one, one thing is, it's uh, the fellow lives down the street, and um, lovely couple. Uh, he's started working it with hedge funds, and uh, you know, I remember him telling me how he decided he wanted to see what the real world was like, and and I was concerned about how, you know, how disappointed he would be, and and how dishonest and greedy and selfish. Uh, it is in the world of hedge funds. And then, um, you know, I've come to realize that that's probably not a lot different than academia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they say, why is academia so competitive? It's because there's so little at stake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I think um, now uh, Fiona is one and a half. Yep. Correct. They have uh, two boys. Uh, I won't mention their names for security reasons, but the older of the two is adorable. And maybe one day uh, when uh, you're over here walking your daughter, we can introduce them. He's he's already, okay, I, I want to say he's three. Okay. Uh, you know, kids and ages, mm-hmm. you know, I just no good with. But uh, he's already uh, caught, caught the entrepreneurial bug. So um, what he has done in the past is he and his uh, nanny will uh, come down to our end of the lane where there's a fire hydrant, and he sets up a little cheese shop. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretend, but, okay. you know, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like the way he does that. He, yeah, yeah. He, he, he Gets out of the house because yeah. we all know we're not as productive at home. Sure, sure. Right? He's managing mm-hmm. staff. Heading to the office. Right? Yep. He's got to have inventory. Mm-hmm. And then he, he finds a place. I mean, you need to have water near a business, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And who okay. doesn't like cheese? So that's, I mean, that's brilliant. Cheese. Especially up in that neck of the woods. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, all um, he needs is a little red wine to go with it. and um, you know. Well, that hence the, the mom being uh italian ah yeah very nice yeah three it's quite it's quite a combination you know you have the um this is so politically incorrect but uh (laughs) cover your ears (laughs) you know you got the the jewish brain and then you've got the italian good looks and 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 uh pizzazz Mm -hmm. kind of like style Mm -hmm. it's a powerful combination gravitas that kid has already yeah not quite like my kraut mcfriend but (laughs) (laughs) thank you so uh uh, there were a bunch of things uh that happened this week that uh, are kind of off our radar sort of but i thought if you don't mind being a rainy saturday afternoon no by all means um, so uh we can do a two-hour edition if you want for the holiday Oh, oh, sure. Why not? Okay. I, 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 that'll be a little tough. I did Kevin Muir's podcast. I listened to the it. The other day. Thank you. And, Put my uh, daughter to sleep while you were telling those Solomon Brothers stories. She needed a nap. And then, you know, yeah. when Uncle Morris starts with 08 at Solomon Brothers, she's just, you know. I'm digging deep, right? But those are fast. That's fascinating stuff. And I, and, and I want to know the name of the bank, and I want to know all the stuff that you oh, want to say. I'll tell you, but I, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't say it where yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, get sued. Yeah. But you know, right. I'll, I'll tell you. You know, uh, I'll tell you the whole thing. I, I don't care. That, that stuff is fascinating to me, though. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's been. Uh, you know, I kind of say how 
it's interesting to me. Anyone who tells you they had a past life was always somebody famous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course. I, I kind of think like I've had a particularly unusual and atypical life, but I don't know. Maybe everyone feels that way about what they what they do. It just seems like weird stuff happens, and I happen to be there. Now, whether it's because I'm there or I just happen to be there. I'll leave that for my historians mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. decide hundreds of years from now. But um, mm-hmm. So uh, this is really what I wanted to talk about, and uh, it's, just, it's just off the radar. But uh, So I was just chumming the news, and apparently like, I, I'm really tr- have trouble with these definitions, so I'm going to rely on you to help if you can. Miss Nevada is a oh, yeah. transgender woman. Correct. Okay. So uh, what does, does does that mean? What does that mean, transgender? Exactly? Uh, sh- let, me, let me read this story specifically. I believe born a man, identifies as a woman. Um, I'm not sure about anatomical transformations first trans consist yeah uh fit her body so she it's a man that identifies as a woman okay she's a transgender which means right. she's not a transsexual which means i begun i believe a transsexual has begun a surgical process to change genders trans means male i, I mean pardon okay. me but like taped and tucked boobs and uh and hair oh. up and she looks great like if I met her in Vegas, I'd be like, and she, they and they introduced me. They'd be like, "This is Miss Nevada, twenty twenty one." I'd be like, "Can I buy you a drink? Tell me about the the, really? the experience." Okay. Yeah, what okay. do I know? Okay. All right. Well, um, so that seemed, mm-hmm. you know, f- for somebody that has been raised in a certain way, it's a little awkward. Um, the first thing that I came away with from that is, um. If there was ever a chance I was going to shave my legs for cycling again, that just that just went that limit down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that comfortable with my masculinity. Um, although I, I, you know, knowing, I think that I think that highlights your comfort with your masculinity. That I won't shave my legs. No, that you will. That oh no, no, I'm yeah. saying I, I'm I'm not doing it. Oh yeah, you're done. I think oh, okay. I think that's wrong. I think you should continue to shave and be proud. Well, that's a that's a bad cha- choice of words given the context of the discussion. But um, so so along those lines, mm-hmm. um, another. Uh, I mean, if we don't get sued or or canceled, uh, yeah. But I've been watching the Tour de France, mm. and uh, for many of the years, and I won't try and put a number on it, but. At the end of each stage on the podium, oh, yeah. depending on the you know the oh, award for, be given for out for seventy years, okay, probably there was the winner of that category mm-hmm. surrounded by two <laughs> attractive women who, at the proper moment, would give the rider a kiss on the cheek. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was. Surprised mm-hmm. when uh, I watched the podium presentation, and there was a lovely young lady and a dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> a cute, dude, a, a cute dude, yeah. Um. So okay. so now so now Sagan should pinch his butt because Sagan did that. I don't know. Like, yeah. Recently enough, where it was unacceptable. I mean, it's obviously always unacceptable, and he he's a clown and shouldn't have done that. And he's like, yeah. get slapped in America. Um, yeah. But now he should, you know, if he was in on the joke, he'd get on the podium and you know, I, give the guy a big kiss on the. You lips. know, I can I can trace this back. I can tell you exactly the moment this started. So um, I forget exactly why, but Cheryl and I went out to Northwestern to visit Kate, and. It was right after uh, Trump had won the election. And uh, we were there with Kate and Kate's roommate. And Kate's roommate was going on and on about how 
this is my recollection, right? It's like mm-hmm. four or something years ago. Uh, how upset she was, how she didn't feel like she could go to class. Um, you know, like this whole, I mean, I get getting, I can see getting bummed out when your candidate loses. Okay. And I can also understand if Donald Trump represents everything that you hate. Okay. But it seems to me what, what we did as a country to sort of coddle people because they didn't like who they voted for. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's just not the deal. And, and so much of this stuff now is, is really makes me sad because, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's textbook old man stuff. It's like, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, you had to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways. Right. Well, I, I don't know. It just seemed like when shit would happen, we'd have to deal with it a little bit. And now it's like you say, if you said, if you said the N word, okay, people would go out of your way, out of their way to run you over. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that you should say that word. Uh, in fact, you know, if, if people find it offensive, it, it, it find it offensive. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe just don't listen to that person. Yep. Uh, yep. I, you know, and that's, on the other hand, you know, you see these gangs of people coming together and they're killing the Asians and, you know, they've been beating up Jews and, and then of course, even the, the blacks, you know, they've, they, uh, randomly picked on and, and wrongfully, uh, arrested and. Yeah. That's all been, all been magnified and, I think it's increased since for in the in the four years that he was president. How much yeah. of that do you think is the buildup of just general anxiety versus how much of it is this ability to people to get on the internet and start typing shit and hit yep. enter yeah. without oh. really thinking about it? Oh yeah, it. Well, there, where there's no repercussions. Yeah, but I also think that. Trump normalized that kind of, I, I mean, it was hate speech. He, I mean, some of the stuff he said was, like, you know, the divisiveness that he sowed. All right, I don't want to piss off the Trump lunatics because I know that they listen. <laughs> the Trump and lunatics? Yeah. They are. They're Trump <laughs> lunatics. I'm sorry. If you still, like, the fact that I'm talking about him on my show on 4th of July weekend aggravates the shit out of me. All right. I wish he would just go away. I'm over it. He did enough damage to the country, in my opinion. All right. All right. I don't want to rant, but. I think he normalized that that Asian that the hostility toward Asians. I think he's the the prime culprit behind that. Okay, I don't think he did the blacks any favor. As much as he wants to go around, oh, black unemployment was was never. He might have a statistic that like he could correlate where he thought that he was the best for the blacks. He was also the best for the farmers and everybody else. Um, but yeah, I think he really increased that division and hostility. And he has created a broken nation in the fact that there's no bipartisan political hope whatsoever. I, is that I, a fair? Is that a fair statement? I would say that I think uh, you've distilled it down and nailed it on the head. And 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 sort of the the kind of the reason I just not agreeing with you to agree with you. I know personally that I've, I hard to believe, but I try and be open-minded with these things. Right. And, uh, in the end, I just got worn out with all the noise. And since uncle Joe's been in, uh, I, I don't think things frankly have gotten noticeably better, but I got to tell you, my anxiety level is significantly lower because I just don't hear the noise anymore, right? Now, maybe uh, 
it's the media tends to favor Democrats versus Republicans, so they're keeping a lower profile and stuff. But yeah, you, you know, Biden is kind of sticking to his knitting. Whether he's good at knitting or not, I you know I don't mm-hmm, know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, we'll but see. But the other guy, um, first of all, I do not subscribe to the belief that every single thing the guy did was bad. I agree. Okay. I hundred percent okay. agree with you. Now I'm not going to get into a debate debate whether it was one percent or ninety nine percent. But too many people are like, there's there wasn't a single thing. Hundred percent. I, I just I just can't do That's that. That's wrong. Okay. You can't. Yeah, okay. Right. And I'm the first to. I, I will. Yep. Okay. But I'm. But I'm glad he's gone. Mm-hmm. If, if selfishly, selfishly, if only because it was just making me freaking nuts. Yeah. And a lot of it was just because I'd run into people I like, and their hair would be on fire. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, I feel I feel um, feel a bit better about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in other news, okay, um, there were two mysterious deaths in the last week or 10 days. So, All right, let's go chronologically. Let's start with the first one. That was, and, uh, and isn't that funny? We talked about them just a couple weeks ago, talking about internet and cybersecurity. And I remember I said as a kid in like 1995, oh, yeah, yeah, Norton, it was the Norton, Ma- Norton yeah, McAfee. Right. So uh, I guess he, he is a human being. He was a bit of a whack job. Yeah, he was um, eccentric. I think that guy... Uh, Larry Ellison is also very similar. Like, Interesting. Okay. Sort of like genius, 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 but like common sense personality. Yeah. Probably, you know, um, the same like an Elon Musk sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he mysteriously committed suicide in his jail cell, right? Which reminds me from that. It's the report I read. Yeah. It reminds me of that movie, uh, Casablanca, you know, we're filling out the death certificate. We're trying to decide whether he committed suicide or died trying to escape. (laughs) So uh, his wife and his attorney and basically all of his prior behavior isn't explained by suicide. So uh, I'm not a student of uh, suicide, but my guess is that generally people behave there's certain behavioral characteristics and i don't think he ticked many of those boxes and i don't know how much bitcoin he owned i assume he owned uh a lot only because that kind of fit the way he viewed the world so that seems a little peculiar now what's even more peculiar is there's was some guy in latin america I don't remember his name, don't care. 41 years old, was rumored to have $2 billion worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> and I'm laughing, I don't mean to laugh, like, because it's, it's, it's a good story. It's laughs just so weird. He goes out swimming in the morning and drowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's reported by three women. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, let's, just, let's just talk about how rich people live. Okay. I have seen their behaviors from time to time in my travels. Okay. So uh, this may come as a shock to you, but I I don't have $2 billion. I have something less than that. Um, 1.9? Go on, go on. um, So when I go for a long ride into the desert, or into the woods or something like that. I always take uh, somebody with me. When I go to the Leadville 100 coming up in uh, six weeks or so, I have a professional cyclist ride with me. Why? Because if something goes wrong, I'd like some help. You know, it's just like, who wants to have a heart attack, you know, on St. Kevin's and be sitting there and watching people ride by you? I'd rather have a guy there with me and dial 911. 
I'm not stopping. If I'm getting a belt buckle, I'm of off. course not. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to stop. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, listen. If you got to choose road cycling and mountain biking, you got a much better chance with mountain biking than road cycling. But um, so if it just pro tip, if you have two billion dollars or one billion dollars or five hundred million, or you have no money to your name. If you go swimming in the ocean, take a buddy. Mm-hmm. You so think? it just, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems mm-hmm. a little weird. Before his body was eaten by the sharks. Was that what happened? Well, I assume you vanish in the ocean in Costa Rica. You're going to, you're, you're shark bait, oh, they right? Don't, they don't have a body? No, nah, I don't think they have a body. Nah. Yeah. That man, <laughs> Costa Rica. <laughs> Come on. Um, huh. I didn't read, but, but I, but before body or nobody before 24 hours from the time that the news broke, you've got the Bitcoin shills going on Twitter, explaining why it's good oh, for yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin. That isn't that dark and sad. And I mean, I mean, like you said, that's a person at one point, it's a human life. Um, but the, the person, the, the Bitcoin people don't even value it as like, yeah, the guy died and it's a tragedy if it happened, if it happened. So let's assume that it's true. And, it, and he really did. They're looking at it as, oh, this is good for, this is good for the number. You know, uh, at least have the good sense to keep your mouth shut. Right. Right. You want to do the hava on your yeah. own, high five yeah. your, your significant other. Yeah. You know, that's your business. But uh, by the way, you know, that's bad juju. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I spoke with uh, Kevin and Patrick yesterday, and they turned me on to some guy who's got like a thirty-minute video about tether and how it's just total BS. And um, I'm not going to bother giving you the link because basically you and I distilled it down into. Three minutes, and and I don't want anyone to see what a f- polished job because this guy did this with video and oh, yeah, animation, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and um, he listened yeah. to the show and wrote it all down and added some slides and away, it's away he went. It's <laughs> crazy how people are stealing from us, isn't it? Isn't I guess that's the highest form. Imitation of is the f- the highest form, of flattery. but it's also lazy work. I mean, if they're going to do it, they should at least credit you. Um, us, I, I'm waiting- credit credit. Us. Right, right. Well, they're, they're jacking your statements. Nobody cares. You know, they're not jacking my sto- my statements. Um, they're lifting your your work. Um, I would like to them. I would like somebody to credit you as an economist. I would say, it, you know, as well, noted by former trader and economist Morris X. Well, you may recall. I think I told you this that many, many, many years ago. Uh, when you turn on the Bloomberg every day, there's a quote, and it shows the attribution. And one day, I turned on the Bloomberg, and there was a quote, and it said Morris Sachs, I think U.S. economist. So um, maybe one day when we change the picture, mm-hmm. which I, I don't want to do for a long time because I think the new, I think the new, uh, the new look. Um, I mean. The hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars we spent to that marketing firm to come up with that was money well spent. I was happy with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Came out nice. Um, but when we're when it's time for a change, I'll go mm-hmm. dig that one up. Okay. Um, or maybe uh, it'll be me crossing the finish line at uh, 11.59.59 with my hand, hands please don't Please don't cut it that close, okay? Trust me. I don't have 12 hours that day to watch the live tracker. And I think it like faded out last time. That's or, what happened. Yeah, yeah. My wife was wondering like, is it's he nothing, okay? It was just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, I'm going to have a good time. That's what matters. All right. Um, well, your daughter said we're not allowed to talk about it. So let's, what else is on your list? Um, so uh, let's see. Um because I want to so, ask you about – go ahead. You, no, 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 not, no. Ask away. Well, no, because you mentioned going on Kevin's show, um, and you mentioned the, the – you're you, – you've mentioned the bad economy, that you don't think the economy is as strong yes. or as optimistic 
And you talked about the global balance sheet having a giant hole. Yes. And you talk about that working its way through the system. Yes. And it's interesting. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, right? Because um, once again, uh, you know, in a way, it's not an entirely closed system, meaning dollar in doesn't necessarily need to be a dollar out. Why? Because you can take uh, materials and labor and you create something, synergy, right? So you can take a dollar of investment and turn it into a dollar twenty. That's that's why there's yeah. growth. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, uh, when governments do that, typically they have a much lower you know, growth factor because people spend the money poorly. But it should be a dollar and one penny of growth for every dollar they spend. Otherwise, why would you do it, right? But I'm sure at this point it's like 80-something cents on the dollar. Okay. And so uh, now that I know we have at least one PhD in economics listening, um, they can come back to me on this. But in a lot of ways, uh, if you go out and you buy something and you don't have the money, and you put it on a credit card, right? Well, you you, you got to pay that credit card back, right? Yep, yep. And at some point, maybe you get your limit and they won't loan you any more money or this or that. But, but unless your earnings are growing faster than your consumption, you know, you, you got to pay that money back and that is going to prevent you from spending it on something else. And so this is where it gets very complicated, and I wouldn't claim to to have an answer, but I see very clearly that it's complicated enough in such a bizarre set of circumstances that I don't think anybody can know how it goes. So you have the you have the MMT people, which the joke is it's the money magic tree. Uh, okay yeah so spend the money grows the economy and the taxes earned off the growth pay back the debt i i think that's the quick and dirty okay then you get the lacy hunt view which i i just i feel kind of like married to that one just because i think the guy's so good you know and his point is more along the lines of what i'm talking about he gets it through mathematical equations which involve money supply growth debt velocity of money um but he's convinced that you will have lower rates and slower growth ahead for me being a highly highly leveraged proprietary trader okay i learned very early on the only way to survive is just to be pragmatic like you got a certain amount of money you're willing to commit to something and you stick with it until you either discover you're wrong, you get out, you run out of money, you contributed to the trade and you're wrong or it works. And so that's why with a lot of these things, the inventory situation I, I we talked about earlier, right? Like I am never going to go back and try and convince myself I understand how that works. But I'm just going to say when inventories go up, that's good for GDP. And when inventories go down, and I'm going to be done with it. Just like when I learned, you know, interest rates go up, bond prices go down and the reverse. Or if you want to short a swap, you pay on a swap and you want to buy a swap, you receive on a swap. I just, there's certain things that I don't think devote the time to completely comprehend. Mm -hmm. And in an expediency, right, for me, that's been a very comfortable way to go about doing it. Um, What I I see in the market right now is you had uh, the monthly payroll number come out yesterday, and I believe uh, it was uh, stronger than expected. I think the wage numbers were as expected, which were higher, but within what was anticipated. Um, 
And so you had a, a unique situation where stocks, bonds, and metals all rallied. Now, that's a pretty interesting dynamic. And there's um, something weird where the, the non-farm payroll number was higher than expected. The unemployment rate went up. Okay. And the participation rate stayed unchanged. Now, I, we've talked about one of my favorite numbers is its participation rate. And so I was talking to fish fan snowboard pal, and we were trying to understand how the unemployment rate can go up and the participation rate can stay the same. And, of course, the obvious answer, which I didn't really even bother to figure out on my own, is they sort of measure two different things, and it will take a lag for them to kind of move in the same direction. But everyone agrees uh, employment statistics are lagging indicators. Okay. And uh, what I come back to is being pragmatic, and that is the 10 year note ended up today at like four, four, uh, 142 ish. The long bond ended up at uh, 202 ish. And that just says to me that, you know, there's not going to be inflation and uh, the economy is weak. And I'm going to, and I'm going to stick with that. Now I, you know, I have the luxury of, of controlling my own investment decisions and I'm not suggesting anyone do anything. Um, It's just, I know how I trade and behave and um, I'm wrong plenty of times. Uh, I'm comfortable with being wrong. Um, I mean, as comfortable as a human being who takes pride in their work can be, but I I just feel like, um, as we said previous, you know, I'm in the long run, right? I'm not at the beginning of the long run, and uh, I have the luxury of doing this. That's number one. Number two, I was thinking about some of these guys, Stanley, uh, Druckmuller, Warren Buffett, Seth Klarman, uh, you know, they would probably look at what I do and kind of shake their head, right? And and then it'd be fine. Um, you know, the the uh, and I don't know that to them I would necessarily try and defend myself. I'm like, you know, I don't give a shit what you think. But the the bottom line is I've spent my entire life learning a way to trade. Okay. And as I've told you in person, maybe on air ad nauseum, that you know, when I stopped working full time at 53, I was going to learn how to be a portfolio manager and train Lisa. And that would be a good career thing for her if she wanted to have a family and this and that. And ultimately, um, we decided that the, there was a better opportunity for her away. But then I got left with this portfolio management thing. And then I got to tell you something, it's it just bores me to tears. Um, so that's why you know, after she kind of pulled up stakes, I sort of got back into the, you know, not day-to-day trading, but like, I, I'm not that excited about making 10%. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 10% every year compounded, you, you'll be Midas in 30 years, right? But I'm not going to be around 30 more years. So I'd rather uh, maybe nice, but uh, maybe I could dance with your daughter at her wedding, the day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> um, no, but I, I'm I'm interested in kind of getting back to what excited me about trading, which was figuring shit out and yeah. you know trying to put together my portfolio of stocks. Uh, you know, yeah. it's okay, but it's just not what I did. So I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable with this. I'm just curious about your outlook um, because you're still engaged and you still have an opinion on what's going on day to day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just curious about, like, when you say the economy's weak, can you just expand on that? Like, when I think, because, you know, we always say that, you know, the, the economy, Main Street is different from Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You talking about Main Street or are you talking about Wall Street? 
Well, I'm I'm talking about Main Street. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, you know, there are many industries because of the pandemic that have boomed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for instance, home improvement. Yeah, something, bike shop, you know. So, something you have. Is, yep. So home mm-hmm. improvement bike shop, something you mm-hmm. have direct knowledge of, right? Mm-hmm. Ripping. Okay. Crazy. Local deli, disaster. Yep. Okay. Then, I, yep. then some uh, restaurant guys kind of dance through the raindrops and things are great. Um, so, I saw, you know what I saw? The station, the, the dry cleaner by the by the Metro North station, gone. Yeah. There there's an example. Yeah. yeah. Or how about the guy and I I I I I'm afraid to send him a note, but so uh our Canadian fellow who moved out to Scottsdale uh had a great tailor. And the, actually the tailor uh also did the um the clothes for the guy who was the wolf of Wall Street. Okay, it yeah. It was kind of funny. But mm-hmm. so I, I would go and I get some pants made or sport coat, this or that. And he was saying, this is a couple of years ago, how, you know, the the casual stuff had really killed his business, but he was fortunate in that uh, he picked up this whole line of work of making costumes for Broadway. Okay. Well, jeez. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So imagine that. So, man. so if you own Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, mm-hmm. and I don't know, whatever else, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's in your portfolio. You're like, this is fucking awesome, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Humming right along. Uh, you know, if your investment is in your your local business and your local business is a travel agency or you know a tailor or yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, any number yep. of these things, it's it's sucking sucking wind. So can um, I can I say? What a, all right, so that there's cer- certain aspects of that that I said, all right, fine, we've made it through the worst part uh-huh. without too much of a hiccup. Um, I know you know they filled the the, glo- the global balance sheet hole got filled synthetically, however you want to you know. Um, but what happens in September and October and November? Can I just say, can't we wait until then? I know that you can't tell the tailor to wait until then. Um, but do you think that things change? dramatically september october november or do you think that it's not, or that's not a dramatic change i you know i'm very cautious about making any yeah, yeah. sorts of predictions just because i i look at other I people know. making predictions at this point and i'm like you know yeah what's the point i know well not to be argumentative but not what's the point okay the, what i'm trying to say is how can you have an opinion with any confidence you see what I'm saying? I, yeah. I mean, so- I mean, I'll base my, I'll answer, let me answer. I'll say, all right, in September, kids are going back to school 100%. That okay. makes a big difference. Sure. I think that makes a huge difference to getting back to normal. Right. Do, all right. Now, let me ask you that, which leads me to my next question. Was back to normal okay? Is getting back to normal good enough or was that economy still fragile? Because you had concerns about that economy oh, yeah. even before the pandemic. We, we've been bumping around at very low okay. growth for a, for a long period of time. Okay. And, uh, you know, you had uh, very uh, big differences in minority unemployment. And so there were, there were problems. And, you know, I keep coming back to this thing. And once again, being me. I can take a shotgun approach to this stuff. And I obviously, if a young man talks me into having a podcast someday and I can talk about what I think, you know, you can listen or not, right? But um, arguably two-thirds of the economy is consumer spending. That seems to be the number. So uh, when I look at things and I talk to people, uh I see how people behave and then looking at statistics. So for instance, you know, the suicide rate is up. The drug dependency mm-hmm. oh rate God. is up. Yeah. The birth Violence, rate is yeah. down, right? Down, way I saw down. Last, yep. last weekend, mm-hmm. there were 77 people shot in Chicago. In Chicago. I know. Okay. So 
come Same September, we go, yeah, yeah, come September, are we going back to normal? Uh, yeah, maybe, but, uh, you know, I mean, well, I, I, I keep perseverating when I say, you know, the people that started drinking more, most of them are still drinking more. And the people that are taking the, uh, psychiatric drugs, I, I don't think that's come off the boil. And, you know, in people gaining weight and eating, not making fun of them. I mean, it's just a function of you feel better. You know, a lot of people yeah, feel yeah. better when they eat. So I, I don't I don't know how when, well, put it simply, is it easier to gain 15 pounds or lose 15 pounds? Yeah, please. Okay, well, then that's, that's my point. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's easier to have a couple of cocktails. Yeah. To at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden it takes it takes a little willpower. So I, I yep. like I've got this race coming up, right? And so uh, after hooting Jason, saying that three pounds wouldn't matter in my result, and of course uh, that one's going to go with me to the grave. I've worked my ass off to get my weight down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of work. I know. And and I'm not trying to lose 10 pounds. I'm trying to lose like three or four pounds. And, you know, you, you sit around. That's tough. And, you don't, don't kill yourself doing that, man. No, I'm I'm actually, I'm there. And, and You're I, good? Well, look, I for me, I've been pretty lucky. First of all, men have it way easier to lose weight than women. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can do it quick on the bike. If I don't drink alcohol... And I don't eat desserts. Generally, I'm I'm good. Oh yeah, and hundred percent. And so, and my volume's up. So yeah, I'm at my race weight already. Now, yeah, you know, I had Tom and Travis over, and I had my uh, signature mm-hmm. Margalisa, which mm-hmm. now that I'm mentioning it, I'm feeling awfully thirsty for one o four p.m. <laughs> um, and the good news is my sister's uh, on her way here, so uh, she tends to like to have a cocktail to keep me company. Oh, nice. Hey, um, there was one other thing I'd like to get out there Um, uh, in in terms of maybe a positive thing. And uh, uh, I know that doesn't fit our cohort. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not on brand here. So, um, you know, uh, as we've talked about, I've – I got a house out in Scottsdale, right? And I'm just so happy about the whole thing. Um, and Cheryl has been, as have many others, talking about the water crisis that's in California and other West, you know, Western states. Um, and uh, we were talking about how Phoenix is the, I think, the fifth largest city in the United States. I think that's right. I close enough anyway. Um, and you've got all the, the right things. You've got the basketball team, baseball, hockey, football, all the golfing out there. Okay. So, uh, there's growth. Now, um, I realized that, uh, I mentioned that Intel is building a 20, $20 billion chip manufacturing plant near Phoenix. I, I want to say it's like Chandler, Arizona or something, but once again, I, who knows? Yeah, it sounds right. I could have yep. just made that up, but not, not the part about the plant, but, but where it is, right? Okay. And so I was going for a walk with Cheryl today and just pulling on a thread and, and talking about how there's growth and how Intel, that plant, that Intel plant is there for good now because you know if the bulk of the chips are made in taiwan right and china decides to take over taiwan which you know they're gonna is slowly happening yeah yeah, it's it's whether it's three hours or 30 years Mm -hmm, i don't know mm -hmm, probably mm -hmm. closer to three hours and 30 years but agreed but we can't rely on taiwan to produce the chips right so uh the sintel thing they have to do it. It's just a matter of national security. Okay. So we're talking about it. And then um, Cheryl was saying how uh, 
you know, you have all these difficulties because we've outsourced all this stuff to different countries. And this is, so this is the thing that I had thought of and, and maybe I heard it or maybe it's nonsense, but Apple, right? So the thing says designed in Cupertino, built in China, right? Okay. Well, they make a shit ton of money, right? So what do you think would happen to the stock on Tuesday if uh, that guy Tim says, you know what, we're bringing the production home over the next three years and we're going to make a little less money, but we're bringing American jobs and uh, there's been all sorts of discussion about poor treatment of human rights in China, and uh, we think we can kill two birds with one stone. Just so you know, we're going to make a little money. We're going to make yeah. a little less money, but we're going to build American, and it's American jobs, and uh, you know what? It's not always about the money. Down 5% on Tuesday. <laughs> Down. Yeah. You don't think up. No. Oh, people are weird about that, man. The market's weird about that. Okay. You, get, you, get, you get these companies co- come out and beat earnings and the stock goes down. It's, it, okay, that's fine. I, I think if they said the magic word, we're going to make a little less money, I think that, yeah, there's the knee jerk, we're out. Um, okay. Wow, you think that would boost it? I'm going up 20%. Wow. And you know why? It's because you got every schmo in the world looking for the perfect ESG stock. Yeah, right? which is bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. But okay, you know, once right. again, what did I tell you earlier? We mm-hmm. got to be pragmatic about these mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and uh, just full disclosure, I, I don't own any Apple stock. Um, I don't know whether it's one of the 13 or not, but um, mm-hmm. none of my business. Nope, and, nope. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about that idea? Bring it home. I think that the guy, I think suits on Wall Street don't like that idea. Okay. And I think they sell that off. Apple's, for some reason, Apple's, they've been beaten on it for a while. It's, I don't understand what their problem with it is. You know, it's a great company. They build great phones, blah, 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 all the product brand, da, 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 da. And it's just been kind of boring and flatlining. I don't, I don't know. But I'm what, glad that, what? But don't you think that cures the, I mean, what, what are the faults with Apple? Everything's made in China. You know, they're outsourcing their labor to China, blah, 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 blah. But look, the pandemic, the pandemic, excuse me, the pandemic shut that down and they didn't miss a beat, you know? Um, yeah, because they're working those sick people to death. Well, Wall Street doesn't care about that, Morris. Well, I, well, see, you know what? Once you get to be my age, you realize it's not all about the money. Right. See, I honestly don't think if they said tomorrow, if they're bringing it back to Phoenix, I think Wall Street kind of kind of gives them a dirty look for that. Okay. I really do. Well, I, one thing I know for sure is we're not going to find out. <laughs> right. It doesn't. It's not worth talking about. But that's what I, but that's a good. But I brought up how pick a company, GM or whoever it was, comes out and says, oh, yeah, we beat our earnings forecast. And and it's down four percent that day, and they're like, okay, great, yeah, you guys are the biggest car maker in the world. You made cars, you sold cars, okay, you made so, money. So I will refresh your memory about the bond guys being smart and the stock guys being stupid. Okay, the bond yields are in certain places because they get constructed mathematically. The fact that uh, the earnings come out all of a sudden, the earnings are the earnings, but the stock is the price times the earnings. And all they got to do is decide, you know what, I'm not crazy about that price earnings multiple anymore, and the stock goes down. But And and by the way, just from a trader standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the first derivative traders learn that uh, it's the number is only relative to the expectation, right? So if the earnings are higher, it's a beat, the stock should go up, and if it's lower, it's a miss. The stock should go down. Okay. That's first derivative thinking. Second derivative thinking is if you get a beat and the stock goes down, that tells you that there are too many people along the stock, that it's, it's a technical nature that, or, you know, the, the big brains 
had a much higher expectation number than what the conventional street forecast is. Okay, interesting. But I, I, what I have relied on a lot, you know, for a zillion years is the the phrase "beware a market that does not go up on good news." Okay, and, yeah, uh, because you know that saying in the in the short run the stock market is a voting machine and in the long run it's a weighing machine right so in the short run if the stock gets some news and goes down when it should go up that just means there's too many people that are long but if you're a 13 stock guy and the earnings are growing consistently then you know it's not supposed to show up on your radar okay yeah so. interesting what would be some good news for the market in the coming weeks? What would be some good news? What would be some bad news? Obviously, it depends who you are. <laughs> good news for me would Thank be you. the S&P's down 30%. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, right. <laughs> go for right. Uh, you know, I, I suppose some good news would be, uh, and you're never going to get this, which is you're going to get a nice agreement in Washington with the two parties coming up with a Forget it. infrastructure plan and a tax plan where everybody gives a little something. Yeah. And okay. so that ain't going to happen. No, nope. Forget and that. The, the bad news is, uh, you know, I think um, you get something weird in the uh, world security, whether it's, you know, China, Russia, Something weird happens there, yeah. Or uh, um, one of the the low hanging fruits of the crypto things goes south. You know, let's say people discover that the tether thing's a problem. That's enough money now, and it's the system is kludged up enough with that that if that tether thing turns out to be a problem, you will be shocked. Oh, I won't be. Okay, one will be shocked with how far that is going to uh, propagate through. The ripples, the ripple effect? Yeah. So just, uh, we're almost out of time, but I want to focus a little bit. So and, and I, 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 I loathe talking about things I'm not completely filled in on, but so I do it all the there's time. this, uh, the grayscale trust. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my understanding is if you buy trust shares, you buy them at like a 20% discount or something like that to the market value, but you got to hold them for six months. Okay. Does that sound somewhat reasonable? Sure. I think, yeah. I think there's something like that. There's okay. some fine print. Okay. okay. And, and so, but if you want to own it today with liquidity, you, you buy it at, I think it was probably at some point a premium. So in the olden days, guys like me would buy the trust down 20 and then we would short the outstanding uh so in theory we would make a 20 percent profit but against that we would have to go borrow the bitcoin to deliver right mm -hmm. okay and so you would end up having to pay a financing rate and let's say that financing rate was 10 percent and just for sake of argument to keep the numbers easy Let's say that was an annual rate. So you earn 20, you pay 10, you come out 10% ahead. Okay. Sounds pretty easy. But you get into the weeds on these things, and to uh, sell either your trust shares or the Bitcoin or whatever it was, you have to go borrow them from somebody. So people had gotten into the business of loaning Bitcoin. It's our equivalent of repo and reverse repo, which I think I described mm -hmm. at some point. Um, so uh, I looked at the one of these guys, one of these funds that says, well, you can earn money on your crypto sitting with us. And I looked at sort of the, you know, the loan documentation. And basically they disavow any responsibility if the person who you don't know that you lend the crypto to doesn't give back to you, you're out of luck. And so, uh, as I talked about in Kevin's podcast, uh, when we were back in 08, uh, 
once the shit hit the fan, all of a sudden these little nuanced things that nobody gave a shit about all of a sudden became paramount. And that's why I think um, once, not once, but if you get a, a problem, this uh, effectively leveraging of these things is going to create just such a chaos and panic that it's going to paralyze not just the, the crypto, but there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, back backwash into the other markets. And uh, I mean, uh, Big E sent us this thing. Now there's a not a there's a Dogecoin Junior, baby oh, yeah. Doge. Yeah, baby Doge. Yep, you can dump some money into that. Okay, oh, it's up five hundred percent. You know what? It's like okay, you go run and play. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, but you had dinner with somebody and you asked him about it and he dismissed it, correct? Um, somebody that you said was important and he said, uh-uh, right? Uh, you said you went out to dinner and you would ask somebody about it and he said, uh-uh, um, I don't, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you said that he dismissed it and he wasn't concerned about it. In terms of the the, uh, I don't know. I think you asked him about Doge specifically. I think he you would ask him about that, and he was like, "No, um, that it wasn't going to be a problem." Yeah, but you know that must have been one of those things you didn't fact check and I made up because I don't really remember <laughs> it that much. But most of the people I have yeah, spoken yeah. to are uh, they're either believers or they're not. And I think our listeners are are on our side because I've gotten some quality emails. Um, I want to thank Derek who sent us a very good email and I think you might know him. Um, and he sent us some very good emails on, on tether. So if any of the listeners want to email us, uh, any more tips, it's, well, I, I I only know one Derek and I would be surprised if he's listening to me on a podcast, but if he is, uh, I'm tickled pink because he's in, he's in Canada. If that's, you said he's, all right, I'll, I'll send you the guy. Um, Inside baseball cast at gmail.com. All one word inside baseball cast at gmail.com. Hey, before you go, what, what's your plans for the rest of the weekend? I got nothing. Yeah. Why? What do you want to do? Well, no, I wasn't. Oh, come on. I thought you had, oh, I thought you had, I thought you had something good. <laughs> no, I, we're going to a friend's house tomorrow night. Uh, Turkish couple. Okay. This is the woman that can cook. Mm-hmm. and cook and cook and it's mm-hmm. going to line up right because I'm, I'm going to try and do a long ride tomorrow and uh, I'm going to ride I'm going to come and take a nap and then I'm going to go there and, and eat mm-hmm. for four hours straight oh that's, that's fantastic that's, yeah that's awesome and hopefully I'll gain half a pound okay so. all right all right my brother happy 4th of July Thank happy you. Independence Day Thank Um, you. and I'll see you next week look forward to it take all right care. buddy cheers